Hey, I'm Ethan. Hey, I'm Mike. I watched the first half of Nomadland. I watched the second half of Nomadland. And this is the other half. Ethan, you ever live like this? Live like I'm currently living in my my room? Or are you being more specific? I'm talking more about the movie. The movie we watched. Oh, yeah, we did watch the movie. (laughs) Living out of an RV. I think everything. On the road, constantly moving, no house. I think that would be really cool if I was alone and didn't have friends. Yeah. yeah. And I had a toilet. (laughs) And internet. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could use your phone. You just go to a place with your, your LTE or whatever. Yeah. It should be fine. Yeah, that's but true. But I think with those, I'd be pretty tight with that. I think that'd be really fun Plus, to do. Plus, you'd always have to be getting, like, jobs that's, like... Yeah, I'm just thinking, in my mind, I don't have to get a job. Okay, this is more like a vacation thing. Yeah, this is like yeah. A, this is like an end of... This is a retirement thing. Yeah. Like, I know people who do retirement. this when they retire. They, like, drive around that would explore, be pretty cool. explore the country or whatever. I think that'd be but pretty cool. But they also cool. do it in an RV. Yeah. And not in a van. a van. Yeah. That's been really well equipped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she mentioned that in my half as well. Um, um, yeah, but you would never probably do this, like, tomorrow. No. You, yeah. No, I did kind of think about it, though, especially with... um. Uh, you know, quarantine happening, mm-hmm. right? Like, there's no reason for me to be at, at work, home. yeah, working. I, as long as I have internet, I could just go anywhere, right? And I was like, no, now I'll have to run into people and like probably interact with people a lot more. And, That's nah. the other thing. It's interesting because it is technically a pretty solitary lifestyle, but at the same time, you do kind of have to like know you, you know, rely get... on people more. Yeah, like, exactly. If things go wrong, you have to be like IRL. Exactly. Yeah. It's not like oh, I'm in my house now. Something bursts or something. That like, was sort of the weird. Out. That was sort of the weird thing with like Frances McDormand. I think I'm just so used to her, particularly from like the Three Billboards movie. I was I I, I was used to her being just sort of like this like crotchety old lady. Mm-hmm. But in this, she's like relatively pleasant and yeah. like happy most of the time. And like, I mean, sometimes she doesn't get along with people, but those are people that like I understand why. Yeah, she's a very relatable. Main empathetic character, person. empathetic yeah. person that you can like relate to. Well, also not being at, at least in my opinion, not being like a blank slate either. No, yeah, no. Clearly has thoughts and like her own opinions, needs and wants thoughts. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And regrets. Yeah, tell yeah. me about those regrets. Well, I mean, what is what is this movie anyway? Like, this is such a strange movie to just be nominated the- and getting. Yeah, well, I suspect it's just because there's so few movies that got put out this year. You think so? You yeah. think it's just scooped up? I mean, I think it's, a, so f- from what I saw, I think it's a good movie, but I it agree. just doesn't feel very Oscar-y, you know? I don't know. Some well, I got to tell you this. I think that First Cow felt a bit more Oscar-y than this did. <laughs> I, know. I was having a good day, Mike. Yeah, I know. And then you brought the fact <laughs> Just the out of cow. the blue this morning, I just like the message the group chat, like, First County didn't get nominated for shit, did it? Anything. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, yeah. No, really. Really depressing. Really depressing. I guess it was such a weird movie because it came out like. It came out at the early. end of 2019. Yeah. Technically. But then it got like a wide release 2020. So people's minds are erased, right? Like that was a four times. I guess so. so I guess you know, you're right. We yeah. only nominate movies in the after times, I guess. Even I guess though they're so. filmed in the before This times. one was released pretty recently. Yes. Yeah. A lot of them, a lot of them on the list, you know, besides. No, I think most all of them were released in the last like maybe four or five, four or five months. months. Yeah, there wasn't anything before then, really. I guess not. Yeah, no, that's so, true. So, like I said, but <laughs> I I don't know. Like I I do think the movie is good. I don't think the movie is great. I think the movie is. I also don't. I, I feel like the silences in the movie or like the meditative part of the movie for, to me speaks a lot louder than like the 
plot, you know? Is there a plot? I think there technically is. I think it's about a woman whose husband died and she's not gotten over it. She is still dealing with a lot of grief. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's essentially just the plot, right? Um, That's basically it. Yeah. And her just... Living in a living in a van and coming across people. But there's who, a lot of cool stuff I liked about this movie. I oh, liked, I agree. I liked uh, a lot of the people she met along the way. They're like, all this is, real. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Because oh, I know this is based off a book. Yeah, based off of a nonfiction book. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But the people that she spoke to, I don't think they appeared in the book. I think it's more just sort of like inspired by what the book was mm-hmm. about. Um, or like I think the main character was inspired. Uh, like Francis McDormand's character is inspired by the the woman who wrote the book, but. All of the people she talks to, or most of the people she talks to in the movie, are actual like nomads. Some who didn't even realize she was an actor. Wait, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. So they just were like, here's a documentary type thing. Yeah, I guess so. Some people, not all of them, but like a lot of people are real people. Weird. Yeah. So like a lot of conversations that Frances McDormand has with a lot of like the people are like real conversations. Okay, I could see certain parts of that. I feel like some of the nomads in some sections. Or like her friends, and they talked like had plot points, and like mm. you know clearly affected her life or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. That's weird. I don't know how it's shot and done. Then oh, yeah. that's kind of that's hmm. I, to me, at least, it really it really became obvious when there was like like sections that were scripted or somewhat scripted or outlined, and then moments that were just like her shooting the shit with somebody. Uh, and the person. See, I I didn't even know realize this. Really? I, no, I didn't know this going into it. So oh. I'm just trying to think of the spots, and I honestly couldn't. Can't tell I, you one. I think that's. I think that speaks a lot to her performance. Yeah, it must felt very like natural. Well, also everything... every, everyone else's performance, I guess, too, that's in a way, too, how yeah. they felt very real, and that was one thing. Like I you thought see, of. Bob, he looks like a big like Santa Claus looking yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah. That guy's just normal dude. Well, that guy is apparently runs a bunch of like he runs Nomad Land, mm. like I guess not Nomad Land. Uh, it's like a convention. Oh, he like runs kind of a convention for people who live in vans. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, he's really interesting. I was mm. like. I'll get to it in a bit, but sure, like, sure. Okay, so he's a real person. He's a real person. Everyone is essentially the only two people that aren't are uh, Francis McDormand, the guy that plays Dave. Oh, okay. Those are the only two like professional actors, I think. Interesting. As far as I'm aware, um, which oh, I, I kind of like. Yeah, made it feel such, a lot more real. That's such a weird way to shoot a movie. I agree. Although I like it, I kind of dig it because it is. It makes everything feel a lot more grounded. I was gonna say this feels very much like my parents like having conversations or something like that or yeah. or going on trips or hanging out with their friends mm-hmm. it felt very realistic to that or just like older people just you know just doing, like doing their older the stuff shit. yeah yeah same what cliches they can. <laughs> same cliches but like i don't know it's it felt very realistic which was nice mm-hmm. to me I, I don't know it was, it was weirdly pleasant i thought this movie was gonna be like really depressing but no no not really it's not it was it was uplifting yeah, yeah, like uplifting and somber, I guess, is kind of yeah, it. Yeah, melancholic. Melancholic, perfect word. Perfect I, use that word. I found the movie, I don't know about you, I guess maybe we should talk about it at the end of the podcast, but I felt like it was an interesting meditation on like this, the, 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 like the eternal, like eternal time and like how, like how little we're a part of it. Cause there's constant references, at least in my half, to like dinosaurs and stones and uh, stars mm-hmm. and like, She's like surrounded and seems like to really like reach out for these things that are like either like re- like really old or timeless. And then 
whenever she like returns to a house, everything feels a lot more like sudden. Like she sees babies and she sees like things that just seem a lot smaller and newer. It's a great way to look at it. I I think I agree with that. I think it's definitely a meditation on our time on Earth. Yeah, and And it's important and importance in like what like impact you want to leave on it, if any at all. Right. I almost that's what I love about it too. It feels like she doesn't want to leave any impact at all. It's almost like she wants to disappear. She's just like very interesting. Yeah, I just want to live my life, enjoy my stuff, and yeah, peace out. It's she's respectful because in, in my in my half too she mentions her her husband mm-hmm. who died she says that like he didn't have he didn't know his parents and they never had kids so if it wasn't for her he would just disappear and she felt like that was really sad but then later on she just sort of she has to sort of accept it and i'm almost like thinking that by accepting that she accepts her own sort of like uh, I don't know, like, like she, I guess, accepts her own death, but also the like her 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 place in the universe mm-hmm. is just sort of like sometimes you're just dust, you know, dust right. in the wind situation. Yeah, I get that, and I think she it took her a long time to get to that because at the beginning yeah. of the movie, yes, she starts off. It starts off with a note in like 2011. Yeah, when, this is like a period piece. Yeah, kinda. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, where she uh, she's based on a character who or person probably mm-hmm. who used to live in a town. That was completely wiped out when a factory got shut down. Like they removed the postal cold. That's how much it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got wiped out. This and is true. Yeah. And yeah. I can't remember the exact town. I feel bad I didn't write oh, it down. Let me write it uh, down. I think I wrote it down. But um, yeah, a mining area got shut down, and so she, a lot of people were homeless and, and like lost their, you know, income. So they had to go. Empire. Mine, it was called Empire. Empire. That was yeah. Like, I thought that was a joke, but. No. Nah, yeah. <laughs> right. Isn't that weird? Um, but anyway, so she goes to work at. Um, like she picks up some stuff from a storage locker mm. and then leaves and the movie just starts with her leaving, hugging this guy and being like, I'm going on a trip now. And it seems like this is the first time she's leaving and going somewhere. Mm. Um, and then you just see her peeing on the side of the road and then it just starts nomad land. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to start a movie. Yeah. That gets um, your attention. But she goes to like a hotel for RVs. I think it's like a reg- regular old hotel too. Mm. Um, that's sometimes like a thing. Yeah, like real like actual hotel rooms and then parking. I places. think that's what this place was. Yeah. And she's like, "Hey, I'm on the Amazon Camper Force list." Um, and I was like, "Amazon Camper Force list? Is this like actual Amazon?" Yeah, actual Amazon. It's actual Amazon. Which is weird because this is a Hulu movie. That's what I was thinking. I was <laughs> like, "Oh man, they're gonna talk some shit about Amazon right now." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's on Hulu, so they could do that. But I'm like, no, they use like actual amazon facility yeah they shot shooting a real facility yeah and they go into it and she's like you know packaging stuff meeting people mm-hmm. and she meets someone called linda who um i guess i think she's someone who kind of like works it's very unclear what she kind of does but she seems to like help her get jobs and stuff like that mm. so that's interesting does she actually go work at amazon for a little bit then yeah weird yeah what a strange very yeah francis mcdormand apparently like did all the jobs we see her do in the movie like in my half she does she like does food service and um she like sorts out like beets or potatoes or something mm-hmm. like that and works around yeah she's working around heavy machinery so wow yeah she's really doing that job kind of just taking all of the lower paying jobs that yeah like a anyone would take really in this also sort ones of situation. also ones you can get quickly i think yes too. easy yeah. easy jobs are just like temporary labor they just need a there's a body they just need someone who's something. not a jerk and that's it yeah exactly um but yeah so she meets some people they seem very nice um and she meets a friend named linda who hangs out in her van who she's showing off all her cool stuff to she's like oh it's very nice it's like yeah what'd you name your van she's like oh i call it vanguard uh, which is an interesting name that's cute um 
And she meets an old friend at a store. And I believe this is probably, it had to be scripted because you meet someone at, at a store mm. and they're like, hey, we're worried about you. Like, you know, if you ever need to live with us, you can come. We have a place for you and everything. And oh, yeah. That's probably scripted. Yeah. And yeah. then her uh, her daughter comes up and is like, hey, my mom says you're homeless. Is that true? She's like, no, I'm not homeless. I'm fine. Like, let me do my thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it turns out like her friend Linda was like, hey, you know, at one point I was going to. Like they were just hanging out and having conversations. She says, I was thinking about killing myself and lighting my, you know, RV on fire or whatever and just dying because I didn't, I didn't want to be around anymore. But then I looked at my two dogs and now I'm like, gives you purpose, gives, gives me you purpose, meaning. you know? And I said, I couldn't do it to them, so I couldn't do it to me. And so now I found this really great place. Uh, it's called the rtr rubber tramp rendezvous mm. uh which is what bob wells was talking about who uh, mentioned earlier yeah but it, it's he basically says like it's a support for people who need it now like people who are living in our living in vans it's kind of like you're alone you're not going to get anyone else to go with you there's not really enough room in a van either right, right. so it's kind of like a convention sort of thing where everyone could just kind of hang out while, meet up with yeah, people yeah. during the winter time when it's cold right and she's like i don't know if i want to go um, but then it turns out, um, turns out Amazon's like, I guess it's like a temporary job. So they're like, Hey, we paid up to this month, but you know, we're not going to be able to pay anymore. Right. She's like, Oh, okay. Um, I guess I have to move then. She's like, yeah, sorry. I'm going to find a job. It's like, you're not going to find a job in here. Sorry. Not <laughs> in this place. Amazon's kind of the only place you can really get a job. Yeah. Um, so she starts traveling. She goes to a place, but it's super cold at night and Someone comes out, and knocks on her door, and is like, "Hey, are you okay?" Like she's like, "I could stay here, right?" She's like, "Yeah, you could stay here, but just you know, I don't want to overstep." But there's a church down with like warm oh, beds yeah. and everything. She's like, "No, no, I'm fine. I'll stay here." And just all these people trying to help her, right, with their heart in the right place, but she just wants to do things on her own. She's stubborn. She's stubborn. Yeah. And what I think happens though is she's like, okay, well, it actually is warmer down there, so she does end up going to the church. No, not not the church. She goes to the search, traveling to the uh, RV place. Oh, the Bell Bob Wells's place. Yeah, the the van place. I yeah. keep saying RV. It's not. Mm-hmm. Everyone's in vans. So she drives south, finds her friend Linda, um, and Bob has this interesting like message he's telling everyone because everyone's kind of gathered around their like chairs, or whatever. People are very helpful. They give. Um, Fern, Francis McDormand. Francis McDormand's character's name Fern. Fern, yeah, that's her, right. Um, like a chair to sit in. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, Fern, that's kind of cute actually, because that's sort of like wildlife. You know, it's yeah. like it's like a plant that it's has a plant to grow. That yeah, just grows and does its thing Part of nature. out in nature. Yeah. And um, Bob's talking about like we're all workhorses. You know, what we are is we're people who, you know, we work for a long time and then we're put out to pasture, as they say, like as horses are, but we all come together to be in that pasture. You know, we're, mm. we're going to try to lift each other up and help each other what we need because we're all alone in this. You right. Know? And we need to find a community of like-minded people. Mm-hmm. And um, so they go around a campfire and they talk about how their, their lives are. And a lot of people are just talking about like, basically the story is like my family died, like they were going to have retirement, but then they died and they left everything. And they're like, you need to go do something fun with the, what you got with the money. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people were like, I want to travel the country. So they're all here with their RVs. And it's all of all very similar stories, but all from different backgrounds, but kind of all leading up to like, most of my family's dead. Sorry. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. It's like, it seems to me that a lot of people in this position are either 
like alone because their family has passed or yes. because they've abandoned them. Yes. Or they just don't want to feel like a burden either. Yeah. I think yeah. that's the thing is uh, some people I know have that tendency to not seek help from other people mm. um, because they feel like it's, they're too degrading. ashamed. Yeah. yeah. Too, too ashamed, too embarrassed. Yeah. I but definitely get that. I totally get that. So I kind of understand a lot of people just being like, well, I don't want to loop in with my, my, my kids, you know, I've sent them to be independent. I don't want to be a burden to them. So I'm going to go do my own thing and contribute myself. It's funny know? though, too, because it almost seems at least in Fern's case, in almost every situation, when you run into a person, they're almost always like, please live with us. Please live exactly, here. Yeah. You know, they're like, all very nice. Not that doing this causes a burden, but more just that like people just seem to like immediately want to like house you and give you shelter, mm -hmm. you know, even though you already have some yourself. But what's interesting is her character, I almost don't think it's that she wants to be a burden. I feel like she just wants to have that freedom too. Definitely. Right? Like she Definitely. does enjoy going to different places and seeing things. Yeah. And not being tied down to one specific spot, right? She's been in situations in my half of the movie. She ends up uh, going and living with her sister for a while. Hmm. Um, but her sister's like, Hey, if you want to stay longer, if you, you can have this bedroom. And she's like, I can't, I cannot do it. And she can tell that there's almost a sense of like disgust behind it. Like she just physically can't bring herself to do it. And mm -hmm. I think it is, she mentions later too, that she stayed in empire for her husband. And I think it's now that her husband has passed, she's able to make decisions on her own. And yeah. she finds that so incredibly freeing. Like, it's not that she was miserable with her husband, no. but she definitely like wasn't able to make those sorts of choices while he was around. Right, and so now she doesn't ever want anyone else to make a choice for her I like think, that again. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, um, especially when like I don't know. You're right. Like she isn't really being a burden on people. No, yeah. I like seeing a lot of this convention though because she goes up to uh, Bob and is like, Bob's like, hey, you know, you lost your hometown, you lost your husband. Like I don't know what to say. Like you got to find some healing, but yeah. hopefully you can find something good around here. And so they have like web, like I don't say webinars. God, <laughs> they have talks about uh, their tote bags. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. So they, they, Bob is like, here's how to my ten commandments of how to avoid the stealth knock when people come knock on your door or whatever. Mm. Here's how to fix a tire. Here's like suggestions of how to take care of your poop poop situation that's in, really a, cute. in a band like i don't know it's it really it's nice cute. of bob to do yeah i like hosted all this i guess yeah. other people talking but then of course there's a corporate rv show it's sponsored by progressive <laughs> with like fancy stuff I'm like wow look at is, these fancy rvs is debt with deb deb from progressive what's her name the lady from flow flow you got it right i do it was three, three letters yeah is flow there flow is not there unfortunately oh, no no it was funny though because she's like hey can i can i get a job here the guy's like no 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 apply online apply online like just any place you wanted to get a job yeah um we even have like a concert and then the convention ends and she seems so like happy and in, in her element with mm -hmm. all these people you know everyone she can relate to everyone here because right. they're all similar situations she's like they're not people who are trying to house her right 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 like they're just accepting of her for who she is um because they're on the same boat right um, or in the same band yeah so but she doesn't really have anywhere to go after the convention store. She just kind of hangs out in the desert mm -hmm. um, and tries to fix up her van, gives a couple upgrades. Uh, she gets a job at like some like rock place, some place with a bunch of rocks. And yeah, stuff. there's a guy there, right? Um, there's like some dude, like a like a kid. Yeah, there's a kid. He she gives a cigarette to. Yeah, and a and the lighter. And the lighter. Yeah, you see him later. Oh really? I didn't know. He's not important. He's not important. Yeah, he just kind of comes and hangs out. It was like a group of I don't know. Uh, not 
not nomads. I don't know. Hippies, I guess. Yeah. Hippie dudes. He doesn't really have a place to stay. He mostly just like seems to sleep under the stars. Yeah. You know? And yeah, later on we see him and he gives her a lighter back, but it's not the same lighter. It's a new one that has a little dinosaur bone stone in it. Huh. Um, That's neat. Yeah. And then he, he says that he has a girlfriend back home, um, but he like doesn't know what to write to her while he's like out on the road like this. And then she's like, poetry. And then she reads... Uh, one of the sonnets of uh, Shakespeare that apparently she uh, read at her uh, wedding. That was, was was one of her vows. Hmm. So that's a whole thing. But I guess it's not that important. Do you think that was a real person, that guy? I think it might have been. He seems so natural. Like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe he was. I, I, but that's the thing is like the fact that I don't know, I think, really speaks to either the acting ability of that guy or the ability of this director like, to like weave it all in. You together. dropping that information just is like a twist I didn't know was there, <laughs> right? Like I'm now analyzing all the stuff in the back. Yeah. Being yeah like, yeah. wait, was this real? Who was real? Was her friend Linda real? Cause Linda's in it a lot. Mm. And I'm like, she does so many different jobs. Like, are they just following her around? I don't I'll look understand. It up. Yeah, I'm going to look this up. Anyway, she gets a flat and she bugs her fellow neighbor who has like a um, pirate flag. Oh, that's cool. She bangs on the door and is like, Hey, um, can I get like some help with this tire? Can you take me in? And she's like, uh, fine, whatever. I don't want to be bugged, but okay. <laughs> and so she takes her into town, gets the tire all fixed. Um, and then she's like, "You owe me." So they help. She helps like make her van look nice by painting it. It's a huge pain. Linda is a real person. Dang, that's so wild. <laughs> um, so then, um, that's crazy to get her to tell that like situation of her almost trying to kill herself like, yeah. on camera. That's wild to get that. I, I that's that's the kind of crazy thing. It's almost sort of like a little bit of it felt sort of weird because I'm like, it, you better know that you're being filmed right now. I'm for, sure like, they know like they're. Being I guess filmed. they know that there's a camera in front of yeah. them. But yeah, um, but yeah, he, uh, she's real. Swanky is real. Okay, Bob wow, is that's real. crazy. Derek Dude. is real. All right, well, get ready for Swanky's story then, because Swanky is the one who has the pirate flag. Oh, okay, cool. And uh, yeah, so I don't Swan- meet Swanky in my. So head. Swanky bugs her, and like pops open their door, and is like, "Hey, uh, I'm gonna sell most of my stuff here. I put it all on Facebook. You know, I'm gonna go on a trip." And she's, you know, put it on Facebook in the group, and hoping a bunch of people will come by. Mm. And um, she started feeling weird while like moving all the stuff, and she's like, "Are you okay? Here's some water." She's like, "Yeah, I'm fine." And she reveals, like, hey, so, like, I guess I'm not actually fine. I have um, cancer's returned. It's oh going God. to my brain. Um, you know, I'm going to go I'm gonna go take a trip to Alaska. And has, like, a really, like, pretty story about how, like, I've lived 75 years. Uh, I think I've had a pretty complete life. And, I, you know, I had this amazing moment with, like, I was in a beautiful place with these birds flying around everywhere and like eggshells were falling because birds were hatching into the water and the water's really beautiful and the reflections of the birds on top made oh, me feel like i was into them that makes sense because later on she sends a video of this oh to wow francis mcdormand so uh. apparently she made it anyway she's like yeah my life is complete and i can go on now i'm just gonna go there and then i'm gonna you know i got the kevorkian Dr. Kevorkian? This is the guy who did all this, the suicide yeah, stuff. Yeah, why is she bringing up Kevorkian? Because she found like one of his recipes to kill herself. Oh, my time. God. Yeah, so she's like, I, this is a contingency plan. Oh, my God. In Alaska. So, yeah, I'm going to go do that. Okay. And then she just drives off. And I'm like, damn. Now I realize that's a real person. It's a real person. And sending that video and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, she sends the video, and then I, I don't want to know if I should tell you now, but I will anyway. She dies. Well, yeah. In the movie, she dies. In the movie? Yeah. They, like, film it? No. They, they, they don't even... I don't even know who Swanky is. I just see a video clip of, like, birds and, like, water, uh-huh. and then uh, Francis McDormand goes, Swanky made it. And then later on, there's like a funeral around a fire, and they're all throwing away the uh, the objects that they rem- that remind them of Swanky. Huh. And then they're it's like, funny. "Swanky was beautiful." Because she's like, maybe at the end, of my all my friends will like throw rocks into a fire or something. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah to remember me. Uh, here, let me read this. This is from Swanky. She is still alive. Wait. Oh, now the actual oh, Swanky okay. in real life. It was a hard scene to play because I'm not sick and dying, but my ex husband had brain cancer and died of it. So, oh, sounds like she's fine. So Man, I'm just okay. having so many roller coasters of emotions. <laughs> I was like, "Damn, this movie's incredible!" They got someone like in the last bit of life, but I'm just gonna drive off. I kind of find that beautiful that she like was. Uh, she knew that she was acting, but she's not really an actor. It seems like she's just like a person. No. Yeah, but she was able to like, I guess like li- like bring out some like emotions she might have had. Yeah, about her. It's much easier when you're not acting from too far from the truth, right? Yeah, exactly. That's wild. Yeah, Bob has a really sad story as well. He says that the reason he got into the van life is because uh, his or the reason that he he does what he does. I don't even know if it's the reason he does what he does. I guess it's kind of the reason he does what he does is that his his son died, or killed himself, like Jeez. A, like a few years before. And then he's like, I didn't know what to do with my life. I felt like there should be no reason for me to be on this earth if he wasn't here. But then he's like, the thing that gives me purpose is helping people. So, like, you know, basically doing the convention and stuff mm-hmm. gives his life meaning, you know. It's hmm. kind of beautiful. Yeah. And then he actually starts, like, welling up in front of the camera. Um, yeah. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. It's really, it's really, really sweet. What are you talking? What are you thinking about? I don't know. This movie's wild, man. <laughs> like, I'm just trying to think of, like... I don't know. It's like you don't see movies like this ever, right? Like, yeah. This is a movie that doesn't is very unique in what it does. It's really unique too how it like because it is a fictional story about like Francis McDormand doing all the stuff, but then interweaved are actual real people and stories. Yeah, you know, with the people playing them, or or sometimes just playing themselves. Playing themselves. Like I think Bob is playing himself. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. He's probably just being himself because yeah. Because does this stuff doesn't yeah, yeah. exactly um, yeah they probably just like hey we're making a movie say this line maybe and then we'll just yeah I also think I, what I find so beautiful is like I think that what the director so the writer also wrote it and edited it so like this is like her film wow so she wrote the book and the no, no 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 she oh, wrote no. the sorry oh, okay. she wrote the movie okay the book is is a she wrote the screenplay based off of okay the original like nonfiction book but still but even then and also I almost think that like. She probably did a lot of what it, it feels like she does a lot of like improvisation in front of the camera. So she probably just films what she needs to. And then she's like, ooh, the be- lighting is beautiful right now. Let's like shoot this scene. Let's see what we can do, you know. And it feels so much more lively because of that, you know. It feels very natural. I don't yeah. think I felt like a, a more natural movie in years. I don't think yeah. I've seen something like that. It feels so lifelike. So great effect. Yeah. Seriously. Um, anyway, she goes, drives around after saying goodbye to Swanky and drives around to Ghost Towns, Yosemite. That sounds so cool. Um, yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. Like, she just do that, you know? Whatever. I want to do that. Uh, I know. I was like, oh, man, you know, I've never been to Yosemite. I need to go at some You've never point. You've never been to Yosemite? I've never been to Yosemite. <laughs> yeah, I got, you got to go. It's I got to go, I know. Yeah. Uh, she meets uh, Dave again. Oh, I didn't mention Dave at the beginning. At some point during the festival, she finds Dave, who is like, um, they have like a swap meet kind of, but it's just like stuff on the ground they pick up. So yeah. Like, hey, you want this? No. Okay, you want this? She trades... 
She grabs a can opener, and he's like, no, here's a better can opener. Mm. I got a bunch of these. She's like, oh, cool. Here, I make these like weird pot handles. Mm. Have that. It's like, oh, cool. Thanks. He so, does this a lot where like he just wants to like – he's. I guess it's also because he likes her, but he's yeah. always like reaching out and trying to like help her and yeah. like trying to better her. Oh, yeah. You know? And I think at, at first she likes it, but then eventually she finds it annoying. Oh, really? Yeah. Anyway, so she's him again. Because she's working at a like uh, some sort of resort area. Mm. It's not really like a resort. It's more like a park. And she's a camp host working there. And she goes on a tour and helps people with their like uh, power issues. Trying to have like a birthday party, like just a lot of mundane stuff. Picks up garbage mm-hmm. uh, and then runs off into like the desert and does tequila shots with Linda because Linda's going to go build an earth ship. Hell yeah. I knew what an earth What's ship is. Earth ship? Okay. <laughs> You're like, hell yeah. I'm like, you know what it is? I'm just talking tequila shots. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Um, an earth ship is apparently like a ship, not a ship, a house built out of like <laughs> ship parts. No, kind of like reuse goods, oh, like okay. Um, okay. tires and cans and things like that. So kind of like zero waste or like reusing oh, stuff that can't be recycled. That's you know? pretty cool. So she's going to do that. She's going to be built great. I'm going to hand it down to my children. It's going to be awesome. But Mm. I'm not going to see you for a while, Um, Fern. So bye. And that's kind of the end of my half. Oh, okay. So my half is Dave comes by um, her place, Mm -hmm. by Fern's place. And he's like, hey, I got you some licorice. It'll help you curb smoking. And she's like, I don't want to stop smoking. It's and funny because she like only I've only seen her smoke like once in the whole. Oh, movie. she like chain smokes in my really, movie. Huh. yeah. Uh, and he's she's she's like, I don't want to quit smoking. And it's clear that like, and then she's also he's also like, what are you doing? And she's like, I got ants in my in my van. I got to get them out. And he's like, he's trying really hard to like help her, but then he ends up breaking some of her like glassware, like some of her like dishes. Oh, her dishes are apparently from her husband. Uh, dad, Oof. who saved it up for her and gave it to her during her high school graduation. Well, he breaks them. Oh, and it's very sad. And then she has to like paste them back together. Um, but then they end up sort of making up because he gets sick. Hmm. Uh, she like makes some like hot soup for him, and then he ends up having to go to the hospital. Uh, I guess he's got some sort of like issue with his intestines or something. Okay. But then they go to the zoo together and they work together and they stargaze together. And then one day Dave's son shows up, James and Fern sort of sneakily watches them talk to each other. And we learn a bit more about James. I like these bits because it felt so natural. Like James is just sort of like he, we learn that he's, he's cause he's talking to Fern and he's just like, yeah, you know, you you want to know how uh how you how you learn about a place, and she's like, what? And he's like, you go to the AA meetings. I've been to so many, and then you sort of piece together that it's because he's a traveling musician who used to be an alcoholic. Huh. And then you also learn that like him and his dad are sort of estranged, and then you learn that like James has a, a wife and now a a baby on the way, and then he's James has reached out to his father Dave, and he's like, hey, I want you in my life again. I want you in my kid's life can we make up and can you come live with us? And Dave is like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta do that. You know, I've got to be part of this. And Mm -hmm. at first he has some sort of like, he has some like reservations, but then Fern's like, no, you should seriously do this. Like you should, you should forget all that. Just be a grandfather. And then he's like, you could come along if you want. And then she's like, yeah, I'll visit sometime. And then he leaves her a rock full of holes, which I didn't understand. So the rock full of holes is, um, during the, camp tour there was a rock full of holes and it apparently was something they gave it because it was a 
way for people to find fossils or something like that. Interesting. I think. See, this is what I'm talking about. Like all this reference to like fossils, trees, crocodiles. Oh, totally. well, I mean, just the fact they go to Yosemite and just spend so long and just showing like here's just her driving through a tree. Trees. Yep. Yeah, like the big redwoods and shit. Mm-hmm. Um. So then she, uh, her van, her van gets fucked up, and um, she doesn't have money to fix it, so she calls her sister, uh, who won't wire the money. Mm. Uh. I can't. I don't know why. I think it's. I don't think it's that she doesn't want to wire the money. I think it's like an issue with the wiring or something. Oh, okay. But then Fran, uh, Fern calls her a bitch. But then she visits her, and at a party, uh, Fern drinks a bit too much, and she takes issue with some of these guys who are gleefully selling real estate to people that they know is like inflated. Mm. And Fern, who are they there? Why are they there at this party? They're there because I think they know Fern's sister. Okay. Because Fern is. Staying at her sister's house for a bit as uh-huh. she collects money to fix the van. Okay. Okay. And so these guys are there and they're just sort of like gleefully talking about like how they like up prices on these things and how much money they're making off of people. Hmm. And what I find so interesting about this, like obviously it's just like we're establishing that Fern finds these people to be jerks because they are. But I what I find super interesting too is it's like they're talking about land, you know, like ownership mm-hmm. of land, which is not even really ownership because you still have to like pay once you own the house right you know and i i think what i find super fascinating about this is like fern is a person who just literally lives off of like what she can afford and like in this van like she doesn't actually own property and it, right I, for her like for most people this is disgusting but for her this is like so awful like this idea that you're selling people these things you know it's almost like she's talking to like you know like like people that like make cigarettes or whatever, mm-hmm, you know, it's just mm-hmm. like, this is toxic. What so you're people doing who to just people. Don't care. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. I like, I found that super interesting and I loved it. And it's then her character, and then they start insulting her uh-huh. because they're just like, you're just a freak who lives in a van. You know, you, you, you know, you're, you're just, you're, you're a weirdo. And then Dolly's like, no, she's not weird. I actually, what I, what I find her doing is very beautiful. And then Dolly gives her the money, offers her to stay there. Fern says, no, and then, uh, but then this, this part was really beautiful too, because it's like this whole time we've been with Fern and we're just like, yeah, I kind of understand why you do this, blah, blah, blah. But then Dolly points out, she's like, you know, when you left, you left such a big hole. Like, I really missed you. You know, mm-hmm. like, you're not just, you're not like your husband who had nobody, you know, you have a family, you have us and we miss you and we love you. Yeah. And Fern for the first time, she's like, I feel awful about that. Like she actually like admits that like maybe she was wrong. Like it was sort of like a not a selfish thing, but like a thing that she never considered. Yeah, I think that's what a lot of people probably in this area are doing, right? Like people in who decide to take on the nomad life. Yeah, they they're might cutting not, out a lot of their life. Yeah, they might yeah. not consider like how much it's affecting other people. Yeah, um, because they're just hurting so much or whatever is happening. They're just like, I need to go do this. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes people need to be selfish sometimes, but definitely. like there's definitely an extent where it's like, maybe you should come home at some point and, and be with your family, by, even you know, if, you, you know, know, call you don't write. you're not going to be a burden if you, you know, we got plenty of stuff here. You're not going to be a burden, but it's, I don't know. It's, it's more very, complicated. It, that's what I find. I find the situation complicated. I think though what I like about it too is the movie almost never seems to take the stance of like, is it nomadic life weird and no, bad? Never do. Like, In I fact, was- I'm sold on it, man. <laughs> I was really nervous the movie was going to end with her settling down, you know, mm. but it doesn't. And I'm sort of like, find that beautiful. I'm glad that he did that. But anyway, we, we she visits Dave and Dave is so happy. Like, oh, wow. He is so much happier with her, with her, his family. 
And there was one part, like, and, and the family's, like, super welcoming to Fern, you know? And Dave is constantly, like, you, we have, like, a guest house if you want to stay. And she's always super, like, avoiding this course, situation. She always changes the subject. And then there was this one really weird part that I, like, it, it kind of made me emotional where the, 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 they, she stays there for Thanksgiving. And then it's late at night and she's, like, going down the stairs. And then she hears music. She looks over. And we see James, Dave's son at mm-hmm. a piano playing and then you see dave next to him playing with him like n- to no one it's just these two playing the piano together mm-hmm. and like i don't even know these two people very well and i just like just the way it was shot and the way it was set up like there was just like an overwhelming feeling of emotion of this thing of like you know james probably got into music because of his dad but right. he also probably got into like drugs and alcohol because of his dad mm-hmm. and like now these two have like mended and they are stronger together and now they're playing music together and like they're doing it just for each other and like it just felt so beautiful like it was just like super emotional and i loved it that part yeah was well, also you got the whole story too right Cause yeah because like we, i knew a little bit about dave but i didn't know about his relationship with his son yeah so i like, probably didn't even know his son existed yeah so seeing all that yeah it's really pretty it was really pretty and then uh and then she leaves Without telling anybody. Mm-hmm. She just leaves the house, Fern. She just goes and she works for Amazon and she celebrates New Year's all alone. And then there's a fireside funeral for Swanky. She likes singing Christmas songs. She likes Christmas songs a lot. I, I don't think she ever sang Christmas songs in my half of the movie. Maybe it was because it was during Christmas time. That's true. That might have been it. So then um, we learn a bit more about her as she talks to Bob. And that's where we oh. learn the thing about Bob. I realize that Amazon probably needs a lot more people during Christmas time. Mm. So that's probably what she is. She's just a temporary worker there. There you go. That, that explains sense. it. And then she, after speaking to Bob, and Bob sort of tells her that, like, you know, there's no final goodbye with nomads. We we never say goodbye to each other. We see I'll see you down the road, you know, which is pretty. It's true because, like, actually she found Dave randomly, right? Like, she yeah. met him at that convention. But then it randomly, just at that park, she's like, I'm so, your host. Hey, what's up? And that's what sort of Bob says. It's like, you know, there's only so many people doing this. And, like, every there's only so many places that you can run into each other. So you won't, you you see each other again, you know? It's like a small like a small work industry or something. Like, everyone knows each other in that small industry or whatever because it's not very big. Yeah. You know, you're going to bump into the same people because it's like, oh, you make a career out of this? You're going to run into them. Yeah. Kind of like that, but just lifestyle. But I, and what I find interesting about this, too, is I think what Bob also says is, like, you never say goodbye to them. So when they could still be out there, you know, like, you uh, don't know when they die. That's true. They could, st- as far as you know, they could still be running around, driving, and you just haven't run into them yet. And, like, that gives Bob a lot of hope. And I think it also means a lot to, to Fran, Fern, Fran, Fern, Fern, who has not gotten over the death of her husband and who I think is dealing with like her mortality and like this emptiness inside of her. And so then after all this, she goes and gives away a bunch of stuff in storage, which I think is her husband's stuff. Oh, so the movie opened. There you go. Hmm. And then she goes to empire and she goes to the factory. I didn't know what this factory was. I was so confused, (laughs) but she goes in there and it's all dusty and abandoned and she starts to cry. And then she goes to their old house and she just sort of stands in it and it's empty. And I was like, is she like trespassing? But now I realize she isn't because nobody's there. Yeah, know? no they one cares. Left it. And then she leaves and we just see her like walk out and she gets onto into her van and just drives away. And then the movie ends with dedicated to the ones who had to depart. See you down the road. And that's the end of the movie. It's funny because there's actually a part in the movie where there's an old man just singing at a piano. 
mm. kind of odd dude, but he was singing just like, we're just a song to all our friends, not the ones who are with us, but the ones who departed along the road. Mm-hmm. And I so. find that interesting, too, because, again, like that could have a double meaning of people departing their lives with their family and their friends to do yeah. this, you know? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. And you don't know if they're... And for all the people who are at home, they don't know yeah. where their loved ones are. They yeah. don't know if they're dead. Unless they have Facebook. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, that they keep up with it, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like they have cell phone service or whatever. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's really pretty. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I almost like the movie more talking to, to you about it. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, I'm... I, it's weird. Just I'd never seen a movie do this sort of thing with yeah. mixing in real people and stuff. Yeah. And in some ways, I'm like, wow, well, why do we hear about her story? It's fake. Let's get all these other people. But I'm like, well, it's all movies, right? Like all yeah. movies are fake yeah. in some ways. And then you get these other people who are acting parts that are also fake. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Who knows how real they are? I was thinking the same thing where it's like, yeah, I think maybe a documentary about this would be super fascinating. But then at the same time, I'm like, I think if you put it into this format you are able to show more of yes. things you know you're able to frame it a little bit differently yeah i think exactly. the, the framing of a documentary it can be difficult it can be difficult because you're going to have people doing their own thing yeah and saying their weird stuff and there's going to be people who are strange but in this moment you can just focus on the beauty of yeah a lifestyle like this mm-hmm. and the reason why people do such things. And, you know, maybe it's because most of the time it seems like even Bob knows this, like, because people have broken families, broken homes, yeah, whatever reasons, and they need to just be alone, be alone, take yeah. a break, but be supported by other people. Even then, when you're alone, you're not fully alone. Yeah. You need to rely on other people, even if you need to be alone for from your specific family or people you call your family. And it's interesting because those connections almost seem stronger in a way. Like they're different, right? Yeah. Like I think in yeah, my mind, like I have friends for different reasons, right? Like you right. don't, you, you got your movie friends, you get your video, <laughs> video game, game friend, friends, you get your gamer friends, yeah. you got your, you know, this, it, they sometimes overlap, but right, right, some right. people you're just not going to get that same, you know, some people are really easy to talk to. That's the only reason you talk to them. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It's not because you have shared similar interests. Right. Sometimes it is, you know, mm. it's so I feel like it's just showing kind of like the different needs people have as a human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how it could be fulfilled different ways. And But in the end, though, you always need someone, even if you're like going on a lonely adventure. No man is an island. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was very pretty. I like yeah. the movie quite a bit. It's a really, yeah, there's a lot of like just touching emotional scenes, too. Yeah, like, definitely. But it never felt n- not like, like sad, though. Not yeah. Like, there's like no sappy. nothing that's like oppressively sad. Like none yeah. of those are like I think there's a lot of movies that manipulate sadness. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they just put the saddest events. But none of those sad moments were because of actual sadness. In fact, they're like maybe happy or, or bittersweet. Pretty. Yeah. I think it also what helps is it's so gorgeously shot it is like they are shooting all over the desert in southern america and like just like the like the skies the skies the clouds the the mountains the plains the way the uh the dirt just looks just the way like just the shape of the desert it made me be like man you know what the desert is pretty. Like people don't give enough credit for it because every time yeah. I remember as a kid, like people well, would be like they would see deserts and be like, "Ugh, this is disgusting." It's like, pretty. I want to see. It's pretty around this time of year. Like in, yes. the, in the middle of summer, it's oh, it's miserable. But yeah. during like the during you know the fall or spring or, or winter, winter it's freezing. I don't yeah. know about that, but um, but that you know just seeing like the different rock formations and stuff like, mm-hmm. and I think it's 
interesting to show the desert as opposed to someplace with a lot of greenery, such as yeah. like Washington or something. Because the thing about greenery is it's a lot of seasons, a lot of things grow, That's a lot true. of things alive. The desert. The desert's a lot of things that are dead and have been there for years. Yeah, yeah, decades. yeah. The Grand Canyon was probably one of the older, oldest things around, right? Dinosaurs. Exactly, dinosaurs. Yeah. Because it took so long to wear it out, and I think that fits the movie's motif a lot about, like, you know, everyone's out here a workhorse out in their own pasture, right? Yeah. And they're old and gotten away from society. There's no young people there starting lives in Nomad Town. Well, it's also. But in- she does see some. Yeah. She sees those hippies or whatever they're kind of doing. But it. what I think about, what, what I find interesting about the two is it's like, yeah, like, you're right. Like, the desert is full of dead things, but it's also like things that are de- Their death made an impact, you know? Yes. Like, even if they are, like, the things that died are not aware of it. I don't want to say dead things. I just want to say things that aren't alive. Right. Yeah. But exactly. are still, like, being sh- like shifted stones, or rocks. Don't be around for ever, yeah. you know? Like, a super long time. Dinosaurs. <laughs> Until they get mine for oil. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I find that really beautiful. And also, it's interesting that, like, because then she goes to, like, that uh, factory town that's dead, too. Yes. But it's still standing, and there's still, like, everything is still there. The houses are still there, and the dust is everywhere. It's very interesting. Yeah. Like, forgotten, but not gone. It's yeah. kind of the opposite. It's weird. It's I, yeah. There's a lot of layers to this movie. It's very thoughtful. It's very thoughtful, very, very impressive. Very meditative. Yeah. For gorgeous film. Gorgeous film. Yeah. I'd highly recommend it. It's on Hulu. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I especially after talking to you, I really, man, I was, what a twist. <laughs> What a twist. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it was really good. Uh well guys, that was that was really beautiful. Yeah. I'm glad we I'm glad we watched this film. When I retire from this podcast, I'm gonna I'm gonna get in a van. Just go out. We're gonna yeah, get out of here. Then we'll be back in a few days. I'll be back in a few days. Because <laughs> we gotta was, record another one. A nice trip, yeah. Uh, but if you guys, uh, if you guys live in vans and shit, I wonder if people who like are living in this nomad lifestyle like listen to podcasts. Oh, hundred percent, right? Because you can download them. Right? Yeah, that's true. Download them. And download them anywhere on any podcasting app. Exactly. And while you're there, if you can, leave a five star <laughs> rating and review. We will read it on the show, no matter what it says, uh, even if it is about uh, like rules of how to avoid uh, getting in trouble on the road. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I liked when they were talking about how to poop in buckets. So like, if you got a small, if you're living in a Prius, use like a two-gallon bucket. If you're living in a van, <laughs> use a five-gallon bucket. If you have bad knees, use a seven-gallon bucket. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Poop uh, tips. Poop tips. Uh, and if you guys have any recommendations, email us. Let us know. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, I just realized, I'm a, I wonder if she was actually out there just pooping. Like, if they just, the film crew just... Be like, hey, Francis Dorman, you're you're pooping, right? I so. read a little bit about this. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, if they were just that, Francis is like, I have to stay in character, or else. I got a shit. Yeah, I always wonder about that. Like, would actors have to do scenes where they go to the bathroom or whatever? Like, I'm sure some of them have probably gone. You know, right? Because like sometimes when I sit on the toilet, I'm just like, I gotta go. Well, it's I'm, I'm here. here. Might as well. Might as well do it. You know? Yeah. Or like, you wait, know. you read a little bit about it? What was what was? What I was read a little bit about was she. Wanted to stay in the van for as long as she possibly could in the shoot. But Mm -hmm. then about halfway through shooting, she said that it was easier to act exhausted than to be exhausted. So she stopped staying in the van overnight. (laughs) That's fair. To be in character and started just staying in like hotels and stuff. Um, But yeah, I I thought she was amazing in this. Oh, yeah. She's fantastic. Like so natural. I feel like this is mostly... I feel like it was her, right? Like yeah. I don't know. I feel like she's just maybe just playing a different version of herself. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't know enough person. about. I don't. Yeah, I don't know enough about. Uh, yeah, about Francis 
But she seems like such a normal person (laughs) in a lot of ways. With some, you know, issues, but nothing nothing extraordinary, nothing amped up. Just like looking at her eyes and like seeing her look at things was just like, I don't know, like I could just see myself in her shoes. Yeah. Which is really beautiful. But yeah, guys, check this one out. It's on Hulu. Do it. Yeah, we we can capture all the moments, right? No, visually, especially. Visually, especially. Yeah. Just the way the acting is. Like, check it out. There's not much of a plot. You're just there to vibe. Yeah. There for the vibe. And vibe you will. Yeah. Uh, But next week. We'll see if we continue this vibe or if we'll do something else. I don't know what we're doing. We'll see. We'll yeah. see what the movie is. Next time on Oscar months. Multi months. Multi months. Good night, everybody. Multi-months.